You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I want to share a couple of stories that may help you get your mind into getting back outdoors to get some exercise. It is summer, after all, and there's nothing like exercising outdoors. Being able to move so freely versus working out in a gym or inside your home where it just feels different. I remember after I had back surgery, even though it was November, my doctor told me to start walking outdoors because it was better for my body to move freely outside than to feel somewhat constrained indoors. And I realized he was right because you do move your whole body more freely when you walk or run or do sports outdoors. You feel like you're able to occupy more space. So let's talk about walking or running with two stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul Runners, which is a very inspiring book that I made with Dean Carnassus, who you may know as that crazy superhuman guy who runs marathons all over the world. In the first story, Marie Dufou tells us that she started to sweat one morning, but it wasn't for a good reason like exercising, and it wasn't hot flashes because she was years away from going through menopause. She was having a pain in her left arm, so she asked her neighbor to take her to the emergency room. And it turned out that Marie was having a heart attack at age 40. And she was a size 2 who ate vegetables and lean meat and no junk food ever. She thought she was doing everything right, except she wasn't because she didn't exercise. Marie's doctor blamed her sedentary lifestyle. She worked at home so she didn't even get the normal exercise we get if we have to leave our homes to commute somewhere. She didn't get to run for the train or park and walk into a building. She didn't walk out to get lunch. She didn't even need to get out of her pajamas. So the doctor told her, start running. Slowly at first, maybe 50 feet, stop, walk, rest, run another 50 feet. Now, Marie's husband was already a runner. He could do five miles without even breathing hard. But Marie couldn't go with him, as he was way too fast for her. The solution came from Karen, the neighbor who had driven Marie to the hospital. She suggested that Marie walk her dog, Roxy. Marie did love Karen's dog, a nine-year-old Labrador retriever. Before Marie could even tell Karen that she thought it was a good idea, Roxy started barking through their shared backyard gate, and then she walked through that gate, carrying her leash and came right up to Marie's back stairs and into her kitchen. So that was it. Roxy was apparently volunteering to be Marie's personal trainer. Marie picked up the leash, and she headed out the front door with Roxy. And then, instead of doing that normal dog thing, which was sniffing everything, which can be really frustrating when you actually want to get some exercise, Roxy kept going. She really put Marie through her paces, and she even did interval training, alternating between walking slower 
and trotting along faster. The following day, Marie had a deadline for a piece she was writing, so she was going to skip exercise. But then she heard Roxy barking out back, and when she went to look, there was Roxy, with her leash in her mouth, heading up the kitchen stairs. Marie called Karen to see if she was responsible for this, but Karen said she knew nothing, and she was surprised that Roxy had shown up carrying her leash because she had left Roxy asleep in the house. Roxy ended up being Marie's exercise buddy for the next three years, showing up at three o'clock every single day. Then one morning, the phone rang very early, and it was Karen with bad news. Roxy had died in her sleep. And then Karen told Marie something that blew her away. Roxy had a defective heart. Apparently, she had died of a heart attack during the night. Marie went over to say goodbye, and she saw Roxy curled up in her dog bed, peaceful, with her leash right next to her, ready to go over to Marie's house so the two of them could go out and get some exercise, for the good of both their hearts, as it turned out. Marie kept up the running, and now she does it every day with her own lab, a gift from her husband. As Marie leaves the house every day with her new dog, she looks over at the urn she keeps in her living room, the one that holds Roxy's ashes. She's still checking in with Roxy, letting her know she is going out for their walk. Having an exercise partner who depends on you can really help. Jill Barville tells us that her solution is to have a human running partner, one who she meets early in the morning, too early to even contact her and try to get out of it. Jill's alarm goes off at 5.15, and even though she wants to go back to bed every morning, she knows that she can't because her running partner will be waiting for her outside. So Jill drags herself out of bed, puts on her running clothes, and gets out there. It's still dark, and she and her friend actually set off their neighbor's motion detectors as they run, turning on their outdoor lights. Sometimes it's raining or snowing, but they go anyway. Jill says she used to get up much later and eat breakfast around 8. She worked from home, so she always felt she had the whole day ahead of her to do her exercise. But then, of course, she'd put it off and put it off some more, and then it would be evening, and she'd still be sitting in front of her computer, never having exercised at all. But then she had bumped into her friend, and that friend was a runner. And her friend's running partner had just switched to a treadmill, so she was looking for a new partner, and Jill spontaneously said she would do it, even though it meant getting up while it was still dark out. Jill knew she needed the accountability of a running partner, someone she couldn't let down, even if she was willing to let herself down. She says the first two months were really hard, but now she's accustomed to it. And she likes that early morning time. Sometimes they see more deer than people. She says she is way more productive now with the rest of her day, and she's stronger, too. There are so many ways to motivate yourself to get out there. Some people use a partner. I use audiobooks. I usually have two going in my phone. One that I listen to with my husband when we go on our three-mile walks together, and one that I listen to alone. So I view my walking time as my book listening time, which makes the three miles fly by. I had a friend who exercised indoors, and her motivation was that she watched movies. 
She'd watch half one day while she worked out and then watch the second half the next day. Those movies got her through a lot of exercise sessions. What matters is what motivates you. If you're feeling motivated to get out there and you want some more inspiration to walk or run, pick up a copy of Chicken Soup for the Soul Runners, which is also available as an audiobook so you can listen to it while you're on the move. And if you have a great story you want to share about running, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and scroll down to click on Submit Your Story. You'll see that we're collecting stories for a new book about running that Dean Carnassus and I are making for summer 2019. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for joining me today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Please visit our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast link to get more information about this week's featured books and also to get links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Come back for our next episode when I'll talk to dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden about two of our favorite topics, dreams and love.